0: Hello and welcome to the world of social psychology. Does being attractive always help? During the last episodes, we've heard of a lot of injustice in connection with the so-called attractiveness halo. Even as infants, attractive people received better care and as soon as they grow up, they are regarded as more intelligent, more friendly, more helpful, more successful. As a result, they more often receive help Their performance, for example in essay writing, is evaluated better. And if they commit a transgression or even a crime, they can count on the judge being more lenient. So even justice isn't blind. And finally, and this might have the biggest impact, attractive people, very attractive people, have better chances to get all kinds of jobs really all kinds of jobs well we will talk about this in a minute as a result attractive people on average earn clearly more money but today ladies and gentlemen today is judgment date today we will speak about situations in which being attractive can be of disadvantage will this bring balance will this bring justice No, (laughs) no way. There's still gonna be a big imbalance. Nevertheless, it's very interesting to take a look at these situations. The first study I want to introduce to you is the study by Stephanie Johnson and colleagues called Physical Attractiveness Biases in Ratings of Employment Suitability tracking down the beauty is beastly effect published in the journal of social psychology. On the basis of portraits which showed either less attractive or very attractive men or women subjects had to rate how suitable the persons were for different jobs. One main result of the study was the more attractive the applicant the more suitable he or she was regarded. So the what is beautiful is good stereotype was largely confirmed. But there was one exception and it was only salient for women. Very attractive women were regarded as less suitable for masculine jobs in which looks were regarded as unimportant. So the raters said For the job of a construction supervisor, a prison guard, or tow truck driver, very attractive women are not suitable. So if you're a female top model, which I assume, you might have trouble to get one of these jobs. Oh, that's not fair. I always wanted to be a prison guard. Well, bad luck. Let's turn to our main study, the study that gave this episode its name. Does being attractive always help? Positive and negative effects of attractiveness on social decision making. Published by Akte, Spörle and Mayner 2011 in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. Akte and colleagues had no doubt that if a man judges a woman or if a woman judges a man, they decide for the better looking one. But what if a man has to rate another man? And what if a woman has to rate another woman? Will they still go for the more attractive one? Or will they decide for the less attractive one because it's not such a threat? their self-esteem. In order to examine this question they conducted three experiments in which a total of 777 subjects participated. In the first experiment subjects had to judge the suitability of an applicant for a job as an editor of a famous German magazine and to do so They were handed the application documents plus a portrait of the applicant. And there were four groups and all that differed was the portrait. The application documents were always the same. All that differed was the portrait in respect to male or female, so same sex or other sex and in respect to attractiveness, very attractive or less attractive. The portraits had been selected from a college yearbook in another pre-experiment, in which raters had to decide, well, she's really looking good, or for example, well, he's not the most attractive guy. Based on these pre-selected portraits, the participants in the study had to decide, well, he is not that suitable, well, she is really suitable for the job. And they were also asked to which extent they were interested in social interactions with this person. Again the what is beautiful is good stereotype was confirmed, but only for the opposite sex. So very attractive. Other sex candidates were clearly preferred whereas attractive same-sex candidates were disadvantaged. So there was a significant negative bias. Similar results in the second study even though there were some differences in the research design. In this experiment participants weren't shown portraits but a five minutes lasting video and they didn't have to decide, is he or she suitable for a job? No, they had to decide if the applicant should be allowed to their university. Again, the study authors had done everything to make the conditions comparable. The whole interview was scripted and the actors were trained to behave similarly. The only differences, again, should be the sex of the candidate, male or female, and the attractiveness of the candidate. And again, very attractive other sex candidates were preferred, but same-sex candidates were disadvantaged. So the results of the first experiment could be replicated. In the third experiment, the study authors tried to extend their findings by also assessing the self-esteem of the subjects because they had the hypothesis that the more self-esteem you have, the less urge do you feel to devaluate very attractive same-sex candidates. Again a job application setting was chosen, subjects received information regarding occupational success plus of course a portrait of the candidate and based on these information the subjects were asked to indicate on four items the extent to which the career success were a function of his or her abilities intelligence talent or skills again men rated very attractive women and women rated very attractive men much better. In this experiment the negative bias against beautiful same-sex candidates did not reach significance but in accordance with the hypothesis subjects with low self-esteem rated very attractive same-sex candidates significantly worse. So if you are a top model beware of same-sex chiefs of stuff that have low self-esteem. Another situation in which very attractive people have to be careful is when they meet same sex people high in chronic jealousy. This is at least the result of the study by Maynard and colleagues published in 2009 in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology and called Intrasexual Vigilance the Implicit Cognition of romantic rivalry. Mainer and colleagues conducted four experiments with a total of 576 participants to observe whether people high in chronic jealousy are more vigilant towards potential rivals and if they have implicit negative attitudes towards them. Therefore, they first had to make them feel jealous And to do so, they had them primed. Priming is one of the most interesting methods in psychology. What you do is to secretly pre-activate neural pathways in the brain to evoke, for example, the feeling of jealousy. And you do so by telling the subjects, well, we are interested in the link between memory and cognitive performance. So what we want from you is first of all to recall four or five episodes in which you felt jealous and you feared infidelity. Then choose the most salient one and describe it in more detail. Afterwards. You tell them, okay, now we measure your cognitive performance with a test of attention. The participants think, well, it's all been about memory retrieval. They don't know that it's been the emotion of jealousy that you you were interested in. So they take this attention test and what you find now is very interesting. The concept and the feeling of jealousy probably was still activated during this attention task because during this task in which they were also asked to switch their attention away from pictures of faces during this test participants that were high in chronic jealousy couldn't take their eyes off the more attractive same-sex targets so there indeed seemed to be some intrasexual vigilance. In the second experiment subjects were told, okay, you will participate in two independent experiments. I mean, it would be a waste of time for you and us if we had to ask you to come to the university for two times. So this is just more efficient. The first is a visualization experiment. Just imagine you are at a party and you see your girlfriend or your boyfriend flirting with another guy or girl, and he or she is even being intimate with another person at this party. So, this was the priming procedure to have a similar amount of arousal in the control group. The control group was told, Okay, please. Imagine you and a group of people took an exam and all of you failed. This was a really important exam. How do you feel? Afterwards, both groups had to uh, work on a memory task, which was similar to the game memory. In Germany we call it memory, I don't know if it's the same all over the world, Um, you have to find Pairs of pictures, and if they don't match, you have to turn them around again till you find the right matches. People high in chronic jealousy after being primed showed better, significantly better memory for very attractive same sex targets. So, okay, if you're a top model uh, and you're good looking and you meet somebody who is high in chronic jealousy, well, he will remember you better. (laughs) So what? (laughs) Isn't it good if someone keeps you in mind? Maybe it's good for your job. Well, the results of Experiment 3 and 4 speak against it, because they don't only remember you, they also seem to have negative feelings against you. In both experiments, the priming procedure was the same as in experiment 2. And well, for time reasons, let's just take a look at experiment 3. To measure the implicit attitude, they showed participants Chinese letters and right before every letter, a picture of an either good-looking or less good-looking same-sex or other-sex target was shown. And they told the participants, all you have to do is to tell us how pleasant do you find the Chinese signs. The portraits that are shown before the signs are irrelevant. They are part of another experiment. But you are in the group that has just to rate the Chinese signs. And in this way, as it's been shown in other studies, it is possible to examine the implicit attitudes of people because the Chinese letters changed randomly and what they really rate is not the letter but in fact it's the picture they see before the letter and they are not aware of it but in fact this is an indicator for their real implicit attitudes and it turned out that individuals high in chronic jealousy, significantly devaluated Chinese letters which were shown right after pictures of really attractive other sex targets. So if you are a top model, beware of same sex people that are high in chronic jealousy. That's been the last episode on The Halo Effect. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.